It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a gift. <laughs> I didn't know where you were going with that. I didn't know where I was going with it either. I had to think of words really quick. <laughs> <laughs> I'm your co-host, Barry. <laughs> Bill Mary, and I'm your co-host, Holly Stark, for one last week. <laughs> That's so nuts. <laughs> That's so nuts. Um, so with that, we actually have a friend of Mary's on the podcast today. Yes. So we have Ashley uh, Feeks on our podcast today. She is going through so many life changes all at the same time. And it was so exciting to reconnect. I mean, me and her talk all the time, but just to hear her speaking about her, you know, what she's going through right now, this is a very like impactful episode, I feel like. And when we recorded, it was her and, um, why can't I think of her name? Amanda. No. Amanda. And they have very similar like situations in their lives and like same like experiences. And it was just like kind of cool to like do them back to back. But I'm excited for you guys to hear Ashley's story and kind of like where she's at right now. Yeah. And, and she, if you don't follow her, her new Instagram, like we talked about in the episode, she has a new Instagram and she has just been posting so many fun reels on there of just like mm-hmm. accepting who you are. And like, uh, especially if you are, you know, transitioning with your sexuality, but like, you know, it's not a phase like, and having like, yeah. and, and like so many people like do that, especially when you do come out, I feel like as you're older, um, mm-hmm. like so many people are like, well, maybe it's just a phase. Like they don't know what they want. Um, and I just, I've been loving her reels. So if you do not follow her, make sure you check our, our description so that you can go follow her on Instagram. Cause it's, it's been fun to see in my, my feed. It's a great time. And I'm excited for you guys to hear. So let's hop into this episode. We'll see you on the other side. We are back here with another amazing guest who looks so bundled up and cozy right now. It's making me a little bit jealous, even though I would probably be sweating if I was wearing what you were wearing. Anyway, <laughs> we have Ashley. Do you like going by Feeks Banker? I want to make sure I'm calling you by the last name. Right, Feeks last name. is great. Feeks is great. <laughs> We've got Ashley Feeks here, and I'm so excited. Ashley and I have actually only kind of virtually met each other once before couple years ago. Um, so I'm excited to actually get to know this new version of you, but Mary, how do you know Ashley? Yes. I have known Ashley for almost, I was doing the math on it. I think we've known each other for like almost six years now, which is so crazy because we literally met on Instagram, which I feel like that's where we made a lot of our guests, but like, I feel like sometimes that comes and goes and we've just like kept this connection like throughout the years and like the growth. And that's why I'm so excited to talk to you today because I feel like this Ashley is a completely different Ashley than I met five or six years ago. So I'm so excited. Um, Let's start with just telling us who you are and how you show up in the world. All right. Well, first off, thank you, Holly and Mary, for having me. I'm super excited to be here, guys. And honestly, just to give you a little spiel about me, I'm 30. I'm Ashley Feeks now. I'm recently divorced. So that's why the whole question about Ashley Banker or Feeks. So I'm going by my maiden name now, and I am going to root to that. Um, I'm a Floridian at heart, but I just literally moved and picked up everything I owned in the back of my SUV, literally whatever I could fit and first time ever went to Denver, Colorado. And I've been here ever since. It's been three months and it's been a big transition. But right now my full-time job is actually helping ladies build habits and stuff on Instagram, overcoming fears and seasons of life. And that's my daily mission is just to show up a little bit better than I was yesterday and showing people it's okay not to be okay all the time. And that has been my biggest mission this year, being the hardest season of my life. And that's a little bit about me right now. I love that. And how is that transition of Florida to Colorado been for you? 
honestly, I thought I was going to be depressed not seeing palm trees. I'll be really real. I thought that was going to be my biggest thing, the no sunshine, no palm trees. But in Florida, they call it colorful Colorado for a reason. In Florida, it was colorful, but it was different here. It's so colorful. Even in the winter right now, I mean, blue skies all the time. It's 20 degrees outside and it's sunshine. And that was the whole thing with me was seasonal depression. I deal with depression on a regular. So I thought that was going to be a huge thing. And I know it's only been three to four months, but I have to say it's been probably the best transition I could have done for myself in this horrible season I was in. I needed that change. I, love I was going to say you're going from the sunshine state to like the state that has sunshine 365 days a year like it'll snow there like I've been twice and never, it'll like snow what did you say I never knew this about Colorado <laughs> yeah no it's it's amazing so it'll like snow or rain or whatever and you'll be like oh the day is ruined and then like two seconds later the sun is like outshining like no day is ever like you could never like Chicago has like weird weather but like I feel like Colorado is a different level I'm obsessed already, guys. Not gonna lie. Not too over here. <laughs> I was gonna say, and you only first saw snow like what three years ago? And now um, you're living in it? <laughs> I saw snow three years ago in a pile like this big. My first time seeing snow was like two weeks ago. <laughs> I was freaking out, like actual snowfall. <laughs> like a real snow, yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> so cool. Before oh we my get God, anything yeah. more exciting, I just have to ask, have you driven in the snow? No, I have not. Luckily, I have an SUV. (laughs) I'm really excited to have a good car at least, but I'm really nervous about that. I already drive like a grandma, so I think it's going to be worse. That's hilarious. Deep behind you. It's fine. You can just flip them on. No one needs to know that. Um, Anyway, (laughs) let's get into more exciting stuff. So I know one thing that Mary and I both wanted to talk with you about is you started very much in fitness and that's how your business kind of started. And now you're transitioning to this obviously whole new person, but also a whole new kind of era of your business. So what does that look like for you to make such a huge transition, not only in your life, but in your business almost, it seems like at the same time. It has been the hardest thing ever. Cause I was so passionate about my, the whole fitness industry and what I was doing and building this online community. And I built a huge following on my other Instagram, which we'll probably get into, but it was The fitness was cool, but it became so much pressure on not only me, but my following, I felt. Felt like I was holding this big title of having to wake up at a certain time, work out at a certain time, eat a certain way, you know, and it became so much of my mental health became in jeopardy. And I felt that. So I transitioned my whole way of I was showing up of I get to do this. I get to move my body for at least 20 minutes. I get to feel my body of how I want to, instead of following this whole big plan or these whole communities of some sort, feeling kind of lost in these big ones, you know? And I always wanted to build this big community where you felt whole in the community, not where you felt lost in it. So I even got lost in my own community. So I had to take a step back and reanalyze what was my real thing in life? What did I really want to help women with? And it never had to do with the fitness thing. That was just something that's really therapeutic and great, but that's the last thing that really matters. It's the mindset that they have going into those fitness routines and into the eating. And that's where I became to switch that from the fitness workouts, nutrition to let's focus on your like spirituality. Let's focus on your mindset. Let's focus on like the inner stuff, the trauma, the childhood stuff, therapy, all that. And so that's where I transitioned. I work one-on-one now with my girls doing that. that. And I was going to say, as we transition, you just got rid of an Instagram, which people would think is nuts because it had almost 10,000 followers. Like you had built it from the ground up and now you're going to a brand new, you know, different space. And it's crazy because I watch your stories now and it's like, 
yes, there's like, oh, I work out, but it's also so much more of like the spiritual, the mental health, the personal development, like your morning routines and your evening routines. Like what did that transition feel like? And why did you decide you kind of stepped like, or you kind of, I can't speak today. Oh my gosh. You kind of started to say like what it, like why you made the transition, but kind of like go a little bit further into that. Yeah. People thought I was crazy. I'll tell you right now. I got so many messages. Like, oh my gosh. How could you like leave a 10 K following whatever in it? And to me, I, I didn't know those 10 K I probably knew a good 200 to 300, whoever was on my team, the girls actually poured into me. So I was getting lost in the content. And like, I know one of the questions for today was like, do I feel pressured by my following on that following page? I felt so pressured because they seen all the layers of me fall off. They saw me get married. They saw me take care of Emily. They saw me get a divorce and they saw me come out. And so all those things became who was really there for me and who wasn't. And I felt like I was posting just to post. I felt exhausted. I felt drained because the content wasn't real because I wasn't feeling my authentic self. So I was doing all these things to try to like please all of my following to make them stay. So when I moved to Denver, I took a two week break off of social media. It was the best thing I could ever have done for myself because I reevaluated on what I wanted to do. And it was nothing to go back to that Instagram. I felt lost in it. I felt like they were just there to either one, be flies on the wall and not really pour into the community atmosphere or just wanting to ask these silly questions about my divorce that would pierce my heart. And so I just really needed to start fresh. And I felt like the people that matter will follow and me building this new Instagram will give me confidence to actually be me, not be whoever else those 10K thought I was. And so that was the big pivotal moment for me. I was like, I'm doing it. And I jumped all in and I just been myself on there, guys. And it feels so good. I love that. Okay, I love that. And I like that you talk about that because I feel like a lot of people don't talk about like once they do get a big following, especially if they have changed their life or change their business or whatever, like feeling that pressure from the old, old quote unquote people that are following you. And they're just curious about the things that you used to do. And why don't you do these things anymore? Like, I don't feel like there's a lot of influencers that do talk about that. And so that's very interesting to hear, you know, you felt like you just couldn't show up as you. And that it sounds like, well, it's Instagram. Of course you can show up as you, it's your Instagram, but like to have that, that amount of pressure on yourself, just from people you don't know. Yeah. And especially with like the whole Instagram as a highlight reel, I feel like it's so hard to not fall into that and not share the hard things. And you've shared a lot of hard things in the past year. Yeah. But I was that person too, on that take and take a following of being fake. I felt, I was talking to a girlfriend about this the other day. I felt so fake on there. I was, I would go back and that's another reason why I'm deleting and deactivating the fully. Cause I go back and I gross myself out. I'm like, gosh, I was dead inside when I was posting, like I was so happy in this and that. It was because of all of these, I had all these expectations of all these people and going in 2022, that's my biggest thing is no more expectations. Like I am here for myself and living purpose of what I want to do in life. And that has been so powerful for me and changing. And my following has been going up. It has nothing to do with that. It's the bonds that you make with each person that comes in in, in contact in life and person in Instagram. Yeah, absolutely. I know one thing you've been posting about on your new Instagram is coming out and really stepping into your sexuality. So I would love to hear how that journey has been for you, especially having that journey be on a public platform in a way. Ooh, um, I was scared. Honestly, a big thing why I wanted a new Instagram. I have so many eyes on that page, family, friends, my ex-husband, you know, everybody was on there and I didn't want to 
tell my story and make him be lit feel belittled or feel like I was calling him out or whatever because both of our stories but it's mainly mine you know he would have stayed with me forever but I had to come out and be authentic I couldn't fake it anymore it wasn't fair to him it wasn't fair to me so my Instagram has helped me really find myself because it's kind of like you I was masked I had this whole ideal of my life was supposed to be the kids the husband the house the dogs and I always lacked something and I didn't know what it was. And it was literally me not being sexually attracted to men. And the hard part for me to swallow was that. And so when I share on Instagram now, it was hard for me to swallow for other people to see this version of me, to see like, wait, she was just with a man. And then all the questions come in. Oh, did you know? Did you not know? No, I didn't. Like there was moments leading up to where I was saying, wow how did I hide that for so long or whatever? And doing those TikToks and reels and TikTok honestly has been my saving grace too. seeing other girls at 30 coming out and knowing that it's okay. But I had to block the people guys. I blocked the people that don't serve me. I started fresh on a new page and me sharing this version of myself has made me feel so confident because I felt hidden for so long that I would analyze a post for an hour instead of just posting it because <laughs> I was so nervous because it was really, I was fake. It had nothing to be with nervous. I was literally mm -hmm. not being my true self. Yeah. Um, and with that huge file following, it's like when you're trying to figure out like what your next steps are too, that's one of the questions that I was going to ask is that with all those followers, they expect you to give them everything because you have given so much, you share so much. And so when it's like, okay, well, I shared this little bit, it's like, well, no, now we want the whole story. Like, how do you deal with that kind of stuff? Because I know that you've gotten a lot of questions about either the divorce or you coming out or things like that. Yeah, I've gotten a lot of some that are disturbing and some that are like, okay, I know, I get, I get it. People are nosy and they want to know all the things. Mm -hmm. I honestly read on a pot, it was a podcast, but I read a book with the podcast. I'll have to find it for you. Um, but it was by Mel Robbins and it was one of her like little sibbits. And she said something about social media and coming out and just being your real raw self. And mm -hmm. I always felt held back from being my real raw self, obviously. And so people come in my DMs with all these questions and Mel Robbins even said, yo, if you don't want to answer it, don't answer it. I don't answer them. If I don't feel yeah. like I have to, it's not justifying me. You're not my like sibling. You're no one that matters really. You're just a following. You're someone that is like literally feeling entitled to know my life. I don't need to answer it with a response besides if I want to. But what I do is use those as content. And I use it to help that other person that's probably getting the same DMs as I am right now. And I don't bash people on social media. I'm not that person, but I will make it known. Like, I don't want those questions, you know, or I'll make it known on what's going on in the circumstance so they can understand a little bit more. But mm -hmm. they want to know a lot more about Kyle than me. So that's been interesting. And I'm like, go ask him on his Instagram. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I feel like that's so hard. And you mentioned it too, that, you know, that's his side of the story. Like you don't have, you know, you don't get to share that. Like that's, he can tell you what he wants to tell you and that's on him to do it. And we are very cordial and we're really amazing. He was so loving about my transition and he just wants me to be happy. Mm -hmm. And that's the hardest part. I think for me, I wish he would have just told me, go screw off. I hate you. And <laughs> he did it. And said he was so sweet about it, making it me feel even worse. So the guilt has been the hardest. I think about all the transition is, wait, how did I fall in love and be with someone for 10 plus years? And now here I am and he's not here, you know, yeah. it's just... Yeah, it's crazy. You get in your head sometimes and it will make you think, but that's what 
this community that I'm trying to help ladies do is find out the real, is it because I want to run back because that's comfortability or is it because it's my true self? So those, that's been the healing process for me lately is like, Hey, this is transition, bro. This is me. I need yeah. to like stick it out. And like you said, I mean, this is the good, the bad, the ugly of social media. It's like, you can find friends, you can find, you know, people who relate to you, or like you said on TikTok, like I see all that stuff too. Now that I follow you also, I'm like on lesbian talk. So <laughs> I'm just going through the, the ringer of just seeing all the, it's, and it's inspiring, you know, like to see all these people coming up because you, it's so sad to think about too, is that these people have been, you know, told to live their life a certain way. And it's like, you're 30 years old and you're just coming out now. And it just like for me it's like stupid because I'm so accepting of people that anybody would like be against that you know so that's like crazy but I I do think it's helpful to see how many people are out there and things like that right now and how many are sharing their truth selves for sure and I would love to hear Ashley as you came to this realization about yourself and you shared with your family and friends you shared with the world through social media how have you felt throughout this transition like I would, I have to be honest, this is the first, I don't want to get emotional, but the first two weeks recently that I felt more myself than I ever did before. And Christmas was really hard. You know, the holidays, it was like the most worst time to go through a divorce and transition and all the things. Okay. But me taking that time alone, I got offered to go places for Christmas and stuff. I needed that healing. I need that quiet time. And in that time, I really journaled out what I was feeling. And every time I would journal, girl, it was about me coming out. It was about this new Ashley and how excited I was and how like the sexuality of me was different. Like I felt more excited to date, more excited to be here, just more excited. I felt I was hermited a lot by just pleasing my whole life. I was a sister mom, so I still take care of my sister. And that whole thing took over my whole life. And so for being a mom, doing the good things, the husband, the like, I needed this time. I needed to figure it out. I would say the best part and the hardest part was coming to realization that I was not myself for 10 years yeah. and I was hiding. And if you don't mind me asking how, I know you said, you know, like throughout, throughout your relationship with your ex, you know, you didn't know, it's not like something you've known since you were little, how did that feel for you when you started, started to have that, that thought of like, huh, I don't think I'm, I don't think this is who I am. Like, I, I mean, I've, I have, I follow someone online and, and she had came out as bisexual a couple of years ago. She was in a relationship with a man and he, they got so much shit for it. Cause they had like a podcast. They were online. They had a YouTube channel. And then this past year, they're, they're still, they're streamers now. So they've changed platforms, but she came out as lesbian and everyone's like, well, how isn't he so upset? Like, but they're still living together. They're best friends. And I would just love to hear. Cause it's like, only you really can f know when that time is. And yeah. so I know that was just like a rambly little story I went on, but <laughs> like, I know. it's like the prime stuff. question I get, honestly, and I'm going to come out on it on social media and this might be aired before I do it. If it is cool. Now everyone's going to know there was a moment and I work with women online all day long. And there was a few times, I'm not naming any names, but I, would, I got up a call with one of these girls. I'm like, God, she's cute. Like that came out of my mouth, like no explanation, just like, gosh, she's cute. Went to dinner with my husband, didn't even act upon it. Just was like, whatever. So then, you know, I meet somebody else. This other girl went on my Zoom and I'm doing a one-on-one. -on -one, I'm like, 
wow, her personality is cute. And I'm like, what is going on with me? Like, what is this? And then I got kind of freaked out. So I'm like, I'm seeing women differently. I would go out to eat with my husband. I would be looking at girls. And I'm just going to say there was somebody that is in my life. And she sent me a box of things, of goodies one time with notes and all this stuff. And I literally just started crying. Like I felt that girl's love for me or like what she felt for me as her coach, client, whatever it is, relation at the time. And it got me thinking like, why am I feeling these feelings? Is it because I'm like bored with my relationship? So I brought it to his attention. <laughs> I was like, hey, I'm having this problem. Like, I think I'm attracted to girls. And she, he goes, I know. And I go, what, how do you know? He goes, well, we would go out to bars. You would kiss your friends and blah, blah, blah. I was like, no, that's just what girls do. You know, so I was in denial phase now. So now I'm denying that this is a part of me. And we kept talking about it. I went away to an Airbnb alone for a week because I wanted to start seeing a therapist by myself. And I thought I was going through like this midlife, well, I was, crisis. And I was at this point realizing I was watching gay TikToks. I was on YouTube. I was listening to things about other girls. And through that whole week, I journaled all through it. Every single day from morning to night, how I felt, what my therapist was saying, what I was talking to him. And all that I told Kyle, I was like, I just don't think I can go on having this feeling in me. It's not fair to you. He wants a family and kids. And I realized I don't at this stage in my life. And it was just holding him back from being loved. And it was holding me back from loving myself fully. Cause I, there was always that missing piece of like in the bedroom too. So it all aligned and it felt good to finally be, it was hard, but it felt good to be open with him through the whole process and not hide it from him. I love that. And I bet, I mean, I bet, I know you said you wish you would be mad, you know, and things like yeah. that would make it easier, but you know, I'm, I'm sure at the end of the day, like he's so grateful that you were honest with him because now he can live the life that he wants to, but I'm sure at the end of the day, you're so grateful you were honest with him because that's not fun for anyone living a life that they don't truly, you know, that they don't truly love and that they aren't truly happy with. And I feel like I see so many people stay closeted because you obviously married him. They marry their person, you know, and it's like, you obviously love them and care for them and they're, you know, your best friend, but sometimes that is as far as it goes and you, you realize like who you really are. And I think that some people really do like stay with them just because it's what you're going through right now, the guilt and the being sad and, you know, feeling like, should I have stayed because it was just easier to do that, you know? And I think a lot of people do stay in those situations. So I think it's huge that you're opening up in this situation because I'm sure there's people watching you that are like, okay, maybe I should do that too. Like this, this makes sense. It's crazy. The messages I've gotten from females with husbands. Oh my gosh. I cannot even, I would never even have known, but Hey, I didn't know. And here I am. Now I notice things like when I'm when I was in locker rooms or how I acted at friends, like sleepovers, like little things are coming back. And I'm like, wow, I closeted myself like, so much. Oh, got it. <laughs> like, <laughs> interesting looking back at that moment. <laughs> I won't forget. I was at a bachelorette party recently for my coach, Sammy. <laughs> oh my goodness. She's my mentor. But one of the girls were just like laying in bed and she had no top on. And I walked into the room and I freaked out, like startled, like really obnoxiously freaked out. Go, oh my God, I'm so sorry. She goes, we're all girls here. But at the time, I'm like, yeah, you must be all girls. But I just saw like your boobies and that's something that I'm into, you know? And at the time I didn't, I was so embarrassed. And those moments right there make me feel good 
to realize like, hey, that's me. And I was so hidden, but it feels good to know I can tell these stories to other girls. Like you're not alone, you hiding in the locker or whatever your thing was, that was me. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. And switching gears a little bit, something I really want to talk to you about was your spirituality. So I remember, I don't even know how, it was probably five or six years ago or so when you and Mary were working closely together, I did like a meditation and talked about like crystals or something like that for, um, a group that Mary was hosting at the time. And I remember you, I think we're just getting into spirituality at that time, if I remember correctly. And I remember you had a lot of questions and the thing. And so how did that look for you as you transitioned? Because I feel like everyone's spiritual journey is so different and unique and we all get into it in such different ways. And so I would love to hear how that kind of started blossoming for you. Well, about that box that I got inside that box from that random person was the same person that asked me about my birth chart. And I'm like, my birth chart, like what the heck do you wanna know about that? Like, how do I find that out? So she really wanted to know my moon, my rising and all that. And so we started talking and I got really into it, like so into it where I wanted to know why my birth chart is so important. What about it? And then that got me into a rabbit hole of YouTube. And I, every morning I would start listening to a tarot reading for my, either my cancer, my, I'm a cancer, Aquarius cancer. So Ooh. I'm always, I'm a water, water. Everyone's just like freaking water. around me. Yeah, I'm full <laughs> of water. Um, and I, I'm a, I feel people and I'm an empath and I know Notice that I know when people are going to text me, reach out to me, and I'm very intuitive with myself. And I didn't know that until I started meditating, until I really owned in into my spirituality. It took one girl asking me about my birth chart. And honestly, I remember when we were on that live and talking and asking questions, I was so into learning more about the universe and the manifestation and all that, because I felt like I was lost in you know, the whole religion stuff. And it just didn't feel right for me. And so I wanted to look into something that made me feel like to have hope, have Mm -hmm. future, have fruition into what I was doing. And so listening to readings, listening to meditations and stuff really got me into like tarot decks and wanting to do my own readings. And you guys want to know any of where I get them from, honestly, TJ Maxx and Marshalls are amazing. And also Amazon, Rebecca Campbell is amazing, Kyle Gray. I can wait for Rebecca's new deck next year. Um, Oh my gosh. (laughs) And I read all her books. She's amazing for books. If you're trying to find like some light and like into your soul, she always does that stuff. And her Instagram is awesome as well. And then crystals started coming in. Like I noticed I love wearing bracelets and my necklaces and it just kept me calm and being someone with depression, anxiety, it gave me like that feeling like I'm actually doing stuff to help those. And it didn't have to be medication based. I love that. And as you've grown with your spirituality, I know there are certain tools I love and they're kind of my go-to tools, but from everything you kind of just mentioned, what are your current go-to tools that you still love to play around with or use in your practices? So I always have, okay. I just want to say people that are using, I get messages about Sage and things like that. I am so about using minimal of those kind of things because they Mm -hmm. are so like scarce right now. Definitely Sage. I know Polycento is great. I love cleansing my space, but you don't need a lot to do a a little space. So those, that's one of my things I cleanse every morning. I love meditation. I don't do crazy stuff. I think it's called great. It's called great meditation on YouTube. I love that YouTube channel. It's amazing. It's five minute (laughs) meditation. I plug that in. My tarot decks are amazing. I love Oracle decks, stuff that's like, if you don't know how to read tarot, I always say go for Oracle because they're just like little cool cards you can pull out and they'll give you some affirmations. It'll make you feel good for your day. 
Um, that's something I use. And then crystals always. I always have crystals. I literally have my whole bowl of crystals right here. <laughs> like I have crystals <laughs> everywhere in my house. And if you wanted to know any of my favorites, like agate, amethyst, like fluorite, just because like focus, protection, calming, strength, like I need all that in my life right now. So those are like my go-to things that I use in my practice right now. I love that. Yeah. Florida's pretty sure you guys have the same deck too, by the way, because I watch Ashley's. I think you guys have a, like a same deck. Probably. If Becca Campbell. Yeah, yeah, I have, I have both decks. <laughs> <laughs> correct, Mary. You are very I correct. picked up on that. <laughs> Mary's like, I've seen those cards before. <laughs> they have a triangle on them. They're Rebecca's. <laughs> They're like a pretty pastel color. They're yep. all Oh, so gorgeous. Anyways. Um, so one thing we always like to ask our guests is about morning and evening routines. And this is something that's so ever-changing and fluid for both Mary and I. And so I would love to hear, especially as you've been transitioning in a whole new space and whole new state, do you currently have any morning or evening routines that you're keeping? I do. And it's what saved me through the transition. Cause one thing I couldn't really do is working out. I was in a depressed stage when I moved here and trying to find an apartment, staying at my brother's. It was hard to really get a routine down. But the one things that I always stick to is my journaling and meditation. Cause you can do that anywhere. Yeah. Um, but the real big thing was the social media. Obviously the 10 K you guys asked if I felt so much pressure, I felt pressured to post at a certain time or if I did it, I would get messages. And it really kind of became, my routine became a check mark instead of an actual thing that I was filling my cup up. I don't touch my phone at all for a whole two, one to two hours every morning. Everything else gets posted after. And it kind of made people distant towards me, which is so weird, but that's what happens when you set boundaries um, and they're not getting the whole accountability that they thought they were gonna get when they you know, join something or be a part of a community. And so that was a game changer for me. It was like no phone, no social media, no nothing, meditation, journal, and actually talk. I know it sounds weird, but I talk to myself before I meditate, before I journal, I ask myself how my day was out loud because it's really weird to write it on a piece of paper because it doesn't feel assertive. I go, how was Ashley feeling today? I'm literally looking at my blank piece of paper and I'm going to town and I'm asking them why I'm asking myself, like I'm talking to a person because that's what they do in therapy. That's what my therapist does to me. I tell them something. Now it's a she, I'm not used to that yet. Tell her something. <laughs> and I hated that. That whole change of therapy sucked. Oh, but, but anyway, yeah. I was like, when I ask myself something or when she does, it makes me really think into detail of like what's going on. Cause journaling could be super awkward, really awkward. Same as meditating. And I'm still a squirrel. You guys, you're not going to perfect it. I can't sit there for five or 10 minutes and not pitch <laughs> my nose or think yeah. about what I want to eat for breakfast. Like it's not possible, but those three things, knowing that not to touch my phone, the meditating, I do that morning and night. So I don't do any of that. And I don't watch Netflix or anything like that at night as well. Um, so it's literally just reading books, meditation, and people think it's weird, but hey, I stopped my Netflix at seven o'clock. That gives me an hour of no phone time, no social media, and I can do whatever I want for myself. I love this is literally one of my intentions. <laughs> Screen time needs to go. I was saying, I'm sure your sleep has improved so much too by limiting your screen time. Oh, my dreams were horrible. And it was just because I'm going through a really big transition, clearly. Sure. So that was terrible. But having that screen time, so much pressure. I was looking at old memories or this or that, or they, you're watching something and then it just keeps you up. So that's just been super helpful. And people ask how I wake up so early. It's because I set boundaries with myself. That's yeah. now. 
They're late. <laughs> oh my god. Um, is there any books that you've been reading that you've been really loving recently? Honestly, Rebecca Campbell, Black is the new, I mean, Light is the New Black. Honestly, that book has changed my whole mindset on everything. So if you're becoming a spiritual person or want more light in your heart, that book has been literally, it's probably right here. No, it's not. It's in my um, other room. I read it three times already because there's journal prompts in there. She has, you reflect on stuff and that's been super helpful. Um, Trying to think, Lily Sign, um, You're a Badass is her thing I sat on my third time reading that because in there she does that as well I love snippets of like hard get your shit together kind of content because I'm one of those people I need that but if you're not then don't read her stuff because she's really bold (laughs) but uh, that's me I need it but those are two of my favorites right now I love that and what are three things that you are going into 2022? I keep forgetting what year we're going into. I know. <laughs> um, what are three, I should say, what are three intentions you have for 2022 as we go into the new year? Well, I said one of them, I'm letting go of expectations and I just want to be my best self every single day. Just like being authentic. Like even when I'm posting on social media now, I'm asking myself why. Cause I would just post to post and do things just to do things. I want intention behind and not have so much high expectations behind myself, but more intention throughout my days. Um, I want to write a book. I think my story is very influential and I want to help more women like me that feel like they are living this timeline. So that's another thing. And then I want to launch my journal that I've been working on. Oh, yeah. Is it I'm like stoked for this? Um, sir, can I ask like what this is going to look like? So it's a healing something? journey journal. So it's for people that are dealing with things that are need healing trauma, PTSD. It's going to be for people that really need to take that quiet time with themselves. Mm-hmm. And there's going to be little passages in there and little inspiration throughout it, meditation tips. And yeah, I'm really excited for that. That's amazing. Love it. I'm so excited for you. <laughs> Um, and I would love to talk a little bit about like, as you've transitioned, I know you were talking about, you know, as you were transitioned to Colorado, being really depressed, not working out. And I know that's something Mary and I have talk about a lot is like, when we do get into our depression or we do get into our anxiety, then we feel guilty about not working out. And then it's like this whole, like, but I should be, because I know it's going to make me healthier. So how has that transition been for you when you're already kind of transitioning through so many other things? So the working out was honestly the last on my to-do list. And in my life, that's never happened. This was the first time I actually actually skipped a workout and it felt so calming for myself, but I know it can get people into a rut of, oh my God, I'm not good enough. Oh, I'm not. And that used to be my mindset. I would say if I didn't do my other things for myself and actually be mindful with what I'm saying to myself, talking to myself, my affirmations in the morning, my journal time, that quiet hour without social media, I would too feel very bad about myself if I wasn't moving because then you're going through the day doing purposefully for other people showing up for work or to answer that phone call, answer that text message from your friend or whatever, instead of we didn't show up at all for ourselves. Obviously our minds can play. I mean, I was in this bed for weeks without wanting to even get up, but in that time, what made me feel good was journaling, not being on my phone, really thinking why I'm laying in bed, asking myself the hard stuff and honestly going to find a therapist. When you're feeling those feelings and when you're talking bad about yourself, it's because it's an internal thing we have to fix and it's really hard, but talking to someone and talking it out has helped me so much and just having that quiet time. 
and knowing that movement is something special for us and we get to do it, yes, but we don't have to do it to exhilarate ourselves. It could be a walk. It could be like talking to your friend on the phone and walking around your space a couple of times. That's movement to me. It's being in tune to what feels good for you at the moment too, for me. Yeah. And just a follow-up. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Kelly. No, fine. Go. I was just going to say a follow-up to that. What kind of therapy are you currently doing? Like in-house on, on like virtual because it's kind of the world we live in. Nice. Virtual. Are you doing it through any like platforms or is it like a standalone? So I was doing better health and it became really expensive. So mm-hmm. once my guy couldn't come to me in Colorado, cause that's where I met him was better health. I, I canceled them all together and I found someone that does virtually over and honestly it takes a long time to find someone (laughs) the first guy I went through four people before I stuck with him yeah that's why I was asking because I did better help as well and like my first lady she was like I'm not very good at like chat and I was like okay well then that like why'd you put it down and then my other one ghosted me she never even showed up and I was like yeah okay so then I finally found one that was good but the price was a little steep on there so we're we're kind of going through our own therapy right now like where we're like going through our journey of actually going to therapy. So I like to hear other people's opinions of it, how they got started and things like that. Just because if anyone's listening, like I was saying, like I was so terrified to like actually like speak to someone. And I feel like that's something that everybody kind of, wow, overcomes. But how did, I guess, with all the things that you're going on, like, where did you know to start? When I went away for that week and I felt helpless, I felt like I had... I've talked to him. I've talked to friends. I didn't know what was wrong with me. I talked to a girl that went through transition and all that, and it still wasn't enough. So I knew I needed to speak to somebody. And so when I went on Better Health, I actually found someone that helps for the big community of LBGQ and all that. So it really helped me feel confident in what I was talking about, as well as obviously he helped me through my divorce too and all of that and my writing Kyle my letter and it was just I needed that support that wasn't someone that knew my whole life I love that yeah and something I'd like to talk about because I know we talked about it briefly kind of at the beginning when you're introducing yourself but with your work that you do now with your clients what does that kind of container look like is it just one-on-one do you do group stuff I'd love to hear a little bit more about the work you do so it is group. I'm still working with my my company that I was with before, how Mary met me, so Beachbody. Um, but I don't promote Beachbody. I don't do anything to do with them. I honestly, if people want some good ass workouts, I'll help them out. But literally, I'm one-on-one with girls. They can pay me. They don't have to pay me. Um, I don't have, I'm there literally to be an inspiration at the moment. And so my journal opens, but I'm just helping clients and people that want to join one-on-one mentorships with me. I love that. I love yeah. that. Mostly uh, just free. I love that. Hey, that. <laughs> That's what I'm about. No, I'm so excited for you to venture off on your own too, though, because that's, that's the kind of person that you are is just someone who does want to help people. And I feel like you deserve to like have your name on it, you know, like Ashley LLC. <laughs> yeah. And I love my old company. I love all my oh, yeah. clients. And it's just not that it's, it, I want, I like Mary says, I offer more than just fitness and health. I want to give more to people and I noticed what I needed to do and I'm excited about it. And I'm also going back into the workforce. So hello, here I am. (laughs) That's awesome. Corporate workforce or? Yeah, I'm actually going to be, I got a job offer for property management that I might take. So a little different than I'm used to, but just for fun, honestly, at this point. 
Yeah, no, that's exciting. Plus in a new place, I feel like it's going to be so nice to like meet new people, especially because COVID makes it so difficult. <laughs> yeah, Come be my friend, whoever's in Colorado. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to be Ashley's friend, you can find her at, no, I'm just kidding. I <laughs> we give her address out. <laughs> just go knock on the door. Please. If you find a, a, a blonde girl, you found the right house. <laughs> That's funny. Um, something that I always love to ask our guests is, and right now, what are three things that you're currently grateful for? I would have to say this apartment. Um, it wouldn't have been possible with my like hard work and not giving up when it got hard. So I'm very grateful for that. Just having a roof over my head, being here in this space, being able to pick up everything and leave the circumstance that wasn't benefiting me. I feel like I'm super grateful for that. And every single day for that moment. Um, I would say, honestly, you guys asking me to be on this podcast and interviewing me because I feel like my word needs to get out there more. I want to help more people that are going through transitions and hard times. Um, and I would say Emily, my little sister's here visiting from college and she's leaving in a few days. So I've been just soaking her up and I raised her since she was eight. So she's now 19. So she acts like my mom. So crazy. Her mom. <laughs> I was going to say, that's so nuts how that she's 19. Ugh. Yeah, she's gonna be 20. It's so crazy. Uh, Speaking of people watching her grow up online on your Instagram. (laughs) You know, she's not a little girl anymore. Now she tells me what to do. (laughs) I love it. Reversed. (laughs) That's too funny. That's too funny. So, Leslie, where can our listeners find you? And I mean, free content, where can they start working with you? Yes. Okay. So both TikTok and Instagram are the same. I'm on both doing content. It's ash.unwritten. So that's ash.unwritten. <laughs> awesome. And we'll have all of Ashley's stuff down below as always. So you can jump over to her Instagram, start chatting with her. Ashley's truly just a light. So make sure you go follow her and just that way, at least you have her in your, your feed of anything. Yes. And we might have to have you back on when you release your journal as well. And by might, <laughs> I mean, we definitely we will. will. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much, Ashley, for joining us. And thank you for sharing so much and just being very open and vulnerable. I know that obviously you're sharing this journey online, but I also know it's not always easy to just sit down and talk about these things and really kind of open up to, I mean, Mary, yes, you know me, you don't know as much. So it's, it's, not, always, it's not always easy to open up to someone who's like not your therapist. <laughs> so <laughs> I appreciate that. And I know your story is going to help so many others as it already has. No, thank you guys so much for having me. And I'm so excited. That was such a good one. Honestly, sharing who she is and how she's changed over the last year and like stepping into like just being who she is authentically. It's just so inspiring. Yeah. It's having known her for so long. It's so amazing to finally see her as herself like her true self and seeing her be happy and not hiding anything anymore because she just can just be free now you know I don't know how else to say it and that's so exciting yeah and I feel like just from when I first like met her through you she was and we talked about this in an episode a little bit I know like talked uh, or I should say she was just getting into spirituality and that sort of stuff and now seeing her like years later um and you know really leaning into these spiritual practices and allowing her spiritual practices to really guide her journey. Um, it's just really fun to see too, as someone who has been through that, like, I always love seeing how people 
grow and, and change with their practices, especially when you do have so many things that you, you know, that you do that I'm so interested in like meditation and, and um, mm-hmm. personal development work and things like that. So I think that's just been really cool after so many years of not connecting with her, seeing the just this massive shift in her energy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She's a completely different person. And I hope that anybody who's listening, who is struggling or in a situation where you don't feel authentically you, or I don't know if you're like coming out. Cause I know that, she, you know, she's 30 and she's coming out. And I know that that seems like very late in life, but it's never too just late. like, it's never too late. And like, you should be free to be who you are no matter what, and no matter what anybody thinks. And so I just, I hope that this inspires someone who might be struggling and maybe it's not with coming out, but it's with a partner or a friend or, you know, just knowing that it's never too late to, to move forward, you know, and to change. Definitely. Um, and so like we said in the beginning, we'll have all of Ashley's information below. So if you want to follow her and follow along her through her journey, definitely can. And then if you guys want to follow us and our journey over on Instagram, you can find us over at get fitty with it pod, or you can email us at get fitty with it pod at gmail.com. And please, if you would can, if you would can, if you can leave a review, it helps the podcast grow. And that's something that we are really working on. So we can bring on more guests for you guys have more conversations and for us to continue to learn, what learn and grow. It's <laughs> the third thing we've recorded today. Apparently I'm out of words. Um, <laughs> and Holly, so- what, what, what do tell, tell our listeners what they get if, they leave a review. <laughs> if you leave a review and you send us a screenshot by emailing it over to us at getbettywithapod at gmail.com, I will send you a crystals worksheet. So a little intro to crystals. So that way, if you're new to spirituality or just maybe looking for some new crystals to pick up, you can learn something new. Well, with that, we'll see you guys in our next week's episode. We hope you have a beautiful week and we'll see you then. Bye.